There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. An Erios production. Menopause is coming and the men have all left town. But I'm not giving up until I see that baby crown. Could be bald and bearded, shorter or tall, funny, smart, love basketball, gay, straight, black, white, tiny eyes with an underbite. I just need sperm, sperm cast. Oh, hello, everyone. Welcome to Sperm Cast Pregnancy Edition. We have a really, 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 really fun guest today. But before that, thank you to my newest Patreon subscriber, Kristen. And thank you also to Priscilla for sending me a very unexpected Venmo. How sweet. Both of you, thank you so much. Folks, if you want to join the Patreon and you're not already a subscriber, go to patreon.com forward slash spermcast. And let me give you all a heads up. Patreon is going to be very useful to you in the next two weeks because I'm not going to have time to do an episode next week and I'm recording this episode before my ultrasound. Sorry, but I need to pack up my computer because I'm going to New York. Hopefully, if all goes well with the ultrasound. If you want to keep up to date with what's going on with me, join the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash spermcast. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N forward slash spermcast. Sign up for $2 or more a month and have access to all kinds of information, but most importantly, updates from my 20-week ultrasound, which will already have happened by the time you're listening to this, and updates from the road. Anyway, so here's the plan. I've got my anatomy scan on Monday, my last OB appointment on Tuesday, then I rent a minivan because I'm practicing for motherhood, and I drive across the country leaving on Wednesday. I was going to rent a U-Haul, but then I realized that the $2,500 rental fee plus the $750 i would be spending on gas was not worth it to cart my $50 couch across the country, even though I love my couch. So I'm letting go of everything that's too big to fit into a minivan. Even though, like I just said, I love my couch. I want to bring my desk and I want my bed frame. I want all of my plants. I want my front porch and my neighborhood organic grocery store where Jane is always so excited to see me and that guy with the the blue mohawk is always so grumpy and I'm excessively nice to him because I want him to like me but it just makes him hate me more. I want the cool, gentle air that flows through my open doors in the late spring that you can just barely feel caressing your skin. I want that soft light coming through my windows in the morning. And I want my friends and my acting career and other opportunities. But I also want to get the fuck out of here. The fucking ants drove me crazy this summer. And of course I didn't want to spray any toxic chemicals because of the pregnancy, so I was basically just killing them with eco-friendly, all-purpose cleaner and wiping up thousands of ants a day. It was disgusting and traumatizing, and I'm a genocidal maniac, and I feel guilty about it. It's just... Oh. 
And the air, the air was unbreathable. Plus, I sat on that couch way too often and watched way too many series in their entirety. I was alone. I rarely saw my friends. I couldn't hug anyone. Phone calls with my mom hurt my sensitive ears. Zoom meetings were unbearable, though I'm sure there's no end to them for a while. And I just want to be near my folks. I want to see Nana. I want to help out at home. I want everybody to be happy and healthy, and I don't want anyone worrying about me. And maybe there will be even more acting opportunities in New York. I mean, Broadway? Hello? (laughs) Maybe the frigid air of winter will feel even better on my stupid skin. Maybe I'll open my own organic grocery store and sell pies and, and, and homemade aprons. And I'll be Jane and I'll be so excited to see everyone. Maybe I'll make new friends or, ooh, maybe I'll even connect with a with a widowed classmate or something. I love a widow. Rather than sulk over all I'm leaving in Los Angeles, maybe I'll discover an even better life in New York. And maybe, just maybe, if I'm super, super lucky, I'll find a nice used couch that's obscenely underpriced, just like my one in California. And if not, maybe all my shitty old furniture will still be here when I get back. We'll see. I don't care because I'm letting go. Now let's talk about my baby and my body. Ingrid! Molly is nice. What? I know I didn't do it. You tricked me. Okay. Molly is 19 weeks pregnant today. Perfect. Her baby is six inches long and just over half a pound in weight, about the size of a large mango. A mango dipped in greasy cheese, actually. (laughs) Vernix caseosa, a greasy white protective substance that resembles cheese, now (laughs) covers your baby's sensitive skin that was so shocking to read, protecting it from that long soak in an amniotic bath. Without that protection, your baby would look very wrinkled at birth. The coating sheds as delivery approaches, but some babies born early are still covered with vernix when they arrive. Oh, um, I truly thought it was just going to be like a joke about cheese. when you're pregnant and you're craving a lot of cheese. Like, oh, it's no. on a mango. It's a mango covered in cheese because I'm eating so much of it. And now I... <laughs> oh, gross. Wow. Wow. But then... Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. So baby at 19 weeks is also working on their five senses, nerve cells for sense of taste, hearing, sight, and smell are all developing in baby's brain. That's only four senses. Yeah. No touching. No touching. No touching. (laughs) If you're having a girl, her uterus has developed and her, oh oh my God, (laughs) and her ovaries hold as many as six to seven million eggs. When she's born, she'll have closer to two million eggs. I just can't believe they're in there already. Like, yeah. that's the most, that's I the love, coolest thing. This is the coolest thing. Um, my grandmother was in Pearl Harbor right when it was bombed. My That's basically when she conceived my mom. So when she was there pregnant with my mom, I was there. You were there. I mean, the makings of me were there. Yeah. Cool. I've yeah. always loved that. That's okay. so cool. Let's see what this one says. Baby's soft cartilage is hardening into bone, starting with his or her legs. No wonder you'll be feeling more forceful kicks soon. More? More. Ugh. I don't have any kicks. Ugh. 
At your mid-pregnancy ultrasound, the technician will scan pretty much all of baby's body, including the brain, spine, and heart, to make sure everything's developing properly. And if you want to know baby's sex, the technician will probably be able to tell you. Wow. Wow. Now, now I'm sure I have a lot of listeners that want to know the sex of the baby. I'm on the fence about knowing, well... I'm on the fence about the concept of knowing the sex of a baby. Yeah. Because I don't think it should matter because it's just baby genitals. At the same time, there's like a part of me that is dying to know because it makes, I think, the baby feel more human. Yes, when you can, when you have... Picture them. mm -hmm, Mm Mm-hmm. When you have those baby genitals in your head to picture. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I love picturing baby genitals. (laughs) But there's the, in me, this sort of like moral issue about it. And so I I, I I fight this. But anyway, look, look, guys, the point is... And gals. <laughs> if you want to know the sex, I, I will be knowing the sex on uh, with the with the scan, but I'm not going to be doing an episode next week, and you're not going to know anything, so it's a good time to sign up for the Patreon. That's what I'm saying, Ingrid. Oh my god, because will Patreon I am members know? Patreon, I'm going to tell my patrons, <gasps> but like, I'm using this as a bargaining chip, which is so fucked up. <laughs> Because I'm opposed to it. I think it's a, when friends are pregnant, I'm dying to know. I mean, and even if it's one thing, they might exactly. be something else later on. Exactly. It's all what we, all the meaning we assign onto it. Yeah. Um, it is, it's a confusing thing. Yeah. But I might as well make a buck or two out of it if people want to know the sex they want to sign up for the Patreon. Absolutely. I'm dying. <gasps> I'm dying to oh, know. Oh, God. The question is, should I put it at a higher tier? Yeah. Like, you want to know the sex? Five dollar. Yeah, because wanting to know the sex is 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 a backwards way of thinking. And those of us who are dying to know, me included, we need to pay premium for this content. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Okay, now okay. let's talk about what's happening with my oh, body. Yes. Well, Molly, normal 19 weeks pregnant symptoms aren't severe. They're more like annoyances, you know, like abdominal aches and pains round ligament pain is that discomfort in your lower 19 week pregnant belly it's caused by your muscles stretching to accommodate baby dizziness or lightheadedness lightheadedness during pregnancy can happen because your growing uterus puts pressure on your blood vessels plus baby is crowding your lungs yikes so there's less oxygen for you But there are other things that contribute to lightheadedness, including dehydration and hunger. So take care of yourself and eat and drink regularly. Wow, thanks, Doc. You're good about that. Mm. If hip pain bothers you at night, try sleeping on your side with a pillow between your knees. I remember Tina Fey recommended that in her book, Bossy Pants, about when she got really skinny on SNL and her knees were too bony. She slept with a pillow. Okay. Those giant body pillows might seem big and dorky. No, they don't. But we can't sing the praise of them enough. I want one for myself just in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just waiting till I got to New York to get one so that I wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely have hip pain every night. (laughs) And that's fine. Moving on. At 19 weeks pregnant, baby's movement inside your belly is probably becoming noticeable to you. No. Mm. <laughs> of course, like with showing, this phenomenon happens earlier for some women than it does for others. So, 
Right now, these tiny movements probably feel more like taps or flutters or even gas. Weight gain. Weight gain might start to concern you since you've probably put on between 8 to 14 pounds so far. If your weight gain to date is higher or lower than that, talk to your doctor about whether or not it's cause for concern. I think it's like nine. I think it was like nine and a half. A nine and a half? Yeah. That's looks right in the range of that's eight healthy. to 14 baby that's eight to 14 well that's it for my baby and my body ingrid thank you so much um you're welcome i'm gonna go make some mango and cheese <laughs> oh this is so gross <laughs> bye. bye okay now it's time for our interview folks, I love this gal. Her name is Emily Wilson. She's a TV writer and she's an actor and a mom and she's just so darn funny. We recorded an interview remotely a few weeks ago and the sound quality was absolute garbage so I forced her to record with me again in person in a park. How do we, we both have pregnancy brain and I'm not pregnant so I don't. I've always had it. I think I have too. I've had it since my mom was pregnant with me. You got hers. Yes. So it's like hereditary. Yeah. It got passed down to you. Yes. <laughs> Do I know if it's boy or girl? Do you know? I don't know. Don't know? No, we don't know yet. You know anything I'm thinking of in terms of my own child? Right. I can't, I'm thinking of your child, too. Referencing her so much. Lucy. Which, by the way, I knew I was going to have her before I ever knew I was going to have oh, her. Oh, you did? I have no idea. Yeah. I had a... I had a very strong premonition and when people were like i think it's a boy i was like i think you're full of shit <laughs> and i was right the end of the day i was right <laughs> i i knew it i just knew it wow i've never ever been able to tell you know when someone's pregnant i'm i'll put my hand on their belly and i'll i'll like i'll know for sure and i'm always 100% wrong like really? i should just say the opposite of what i think it is because that will be what it is Always. I, I don't know that I can tell about anyone else, but you knew. Well, I knew I, this is the only witchy thing I'm going to say because I'm not, I'm not really like someone that says things like this uh-huh. of this nature. Get ready. Mm-hmm. This is anti me. Okay. Except in this instance. Okay. But in terms of Lucy, I knew she existed as an entity in the world oh. and that I, I was supposed to bring her to be. Wow. Because I had seen her. That's how I knew she was a girl. I had had a dream about her. I had all these things. So then when my doctor was like, yeah, you've got like a 2% chance of ever having a baby. I was like, well, you're fucking wrong because there's a little being out there and she's supposed to come to me, which got very old. Brian got very tired of hearing it, especially when it wasn't happening. He's like, "Um, maybe that was just like a dream. Wow. Maybe it's not real, but... Wow. So that's how I knew she was a girl because I already did knew. You, did you see? Like, did you have a, an idea of what she would look like? Yeah, everything like, I had, and it's lining up. It is for the most part. She never had red hair. She always had brown hair. She was it was always she a girl. She has brown hair now. Yeah, she does. She's oh. like sandy oh, blonde. You have red hair. Yeah, I'm like yeah. what is she talking about? No, no, no. I because everybody was like she's going to be a redhead, oh, and I was like, gotcha. no, she's not. She it, it is really lining up in wow. a really weird way. Yeah, and I just like I just kept knowing. Very specifically, this little girl was there. It's really weird. It's a weird thing to say. No, 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 no. I had a psych, not a psychic, a, a spiritual fertility guide on my podcast once. Pers- she had that personal experience where she saw her daughter before her daughter was even conceived. 
and the, she's got this book that talks about all these things that you might want to happen. I tried to make these things happen. I never saw anything. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. And it didn't make me feel good, so I quit it altogether. Really? Yeah. I don't think I ever would have tried it, I think, for the same reason. I think I would just would have been like, this isn't going to work, and I'm not going to try it because it's not. I, I, I don't really believe that stuff. So I yeah. think I would have never given it a shot. Yeah, I think if I hadn't gone through it myself, I still would think it was a lot of like hooey. I mean, I think that stuff works. I just do not think I have any spiritual connection to the well, maybe anything but the planet. You know, like yeah. this ground, I like it. But that's well, maybe about you're all gonna have a maybe you're gonna have a little baby plant. <laughs> not a boy, baby. not a boy or a girl, but like a fern. Oh, like a sweet little fern. Oh, how cute! That's, that's a great a baby. Beautiful name. name. Great baby name. Why haven't I thought of that name? Well, put it on your list. And I get, I get it on now. I get five dollars if you name your baby that. Five dollars. Isn't that pretty? Fern. It is cute. It's um, it's good. There's something I don't like about it though. Oh, <laughs> I don't boy. know what it here is. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> I have hundreds of names here. Are you going to be one of those people that waits until you hold your baby? Oh my God! You do have a million names. Whoa. I've been making this list for two years. I cannot. I'm bad at naming. But I don't want to talk about me. I want to talk about you. Okay. okay? So, so we talked. I've said that, I said this when I did redid it with Anne, that I have zero memory. I yes. said it when I redid the second half of Krasny's episode. I have zero memory <laughs> of what she had told me 10 minutes earlier. Right, right, right. So I have zero idea about your birth story. <laughs> I, think I don't remember I, anything except one thing, which I thought was very funny, and I'm not going to... I, you're going to say it on your own. Oh, boy. Let's hope I remember what I said. What if it's not as funny this time? Okay, that's like... That's me. That's totally me. <laughs> that's my brand. <laughs> S- say it once, Wilson. And then the second time, it's absolute garbage. <laughs> so this whole thing, you may have to like... You may have to get rid of this whole I'll thing. I'll just cut in that one say part once, where Wilson. you said the funny thing from the bad recording. Oh, boy. We'll see, we'll see if that comes out. I don't even know. <laughs> organically if that comes out actually i mean i don't think you said last time but did you and brian try for a long time before you got pregnant we did well i mean a long time is is relative right 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 right. but we tried for almost a year we i have a very low amh so Uh i had like oh you knew that already yeah okay i had like i went when i went to the doctor i was like because i i don't i don't really count the time we were just not careful Mm -hmm. i count the time we were really trying yeah so, so if you count all of that, it, it, it's years we could have yeah. gotten pregnant and didn't. And so when I went to the doctor, because I wasn't on the pill for ages, right. many years. So yeah, we did try a long time. I had a very low AMH. I mean, I think I had like a 16th of an egg or something like that. <sighs> and she was just like, the doctor was like, you're never going to get pregnant naturally. So oh. do you want to start talking about IVF now? Or do you want to waste your time? And I was like, I'm going to waste my time. <laughs> so we decided to waste our time. And of what, how old were you? 37. Yeah. So, yeah, we used um, those little, like, ovulation mm-hmm. sticks. Tests. Oh, the digital the ones? Tests, the digital ones, mm-hmm. yeah. I popped up for the expensive ones. Yeah. Because at first I was like, I can't keep doing these little papers and things. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. too much. Yeah. So I did the digital thing, put an app on my phone. Yeah. Which I actually feel like it helped. Yeah. And then it happened naturally, and to this day, Brian says the doctor gave him a look like, nice, like, <laughs> nice load, or something like that. Nice. I was like, that never fucking happened. He's like, I guarantee it. <laughs> I felt it in my bones. She looked at me like, nice fucking load, dude. 
So whatever, I guess. Like just an, a real solid nod, like a, a fist bump moment. Yeah, like you you overcame her disability. Good oh, for your Jesus. sperm or whatever. Like it was like that kind of like. Yeah. I'm like, whatever. Whatever you need, man. The sperm was so strong. Yeah. It just fought through your old. Yeah, my up my one sixteenth of a ninety yeah. year old's egg that was yeah. floating around in there. He did it. <laughs> Thank he God for Brian. It. Thank God for him. Aww. Thank God for his, you know, great sperm. <laughs> but yeah, then we had Lucy and like and that was it. Bye. That was it. And I was like, get the fuck out. No. And then I did, I actually went and had my AMH checked again after I had her. And it was like even more science fiction. Like I don't even, it was like <laughs> not even microscopic eggs or something like that. I was like, okay, well, it's a wrap. I think we're just going to call it a day. So, so when you were pregnant, how old were you when you were pregnant? 38? 37. Oh, okay. 37. Okay. Yeah. And how did it, how was your pregnancy? Pregnancy was great see i don't remember yeah it was really good i had i was no morning sickness and i was pretty healthy and i everybody i was working in a room at the time in a writer's room and everybody thought i was going to have gestational diabetes because of how i ate in the room (laughs) so when i went to take the test i had to leave the room to take it it was like middle of the day or something Uh -uh. to take that test and everyone's like you're gonna fucking have diabetes (laughs) like you know like a typical writer's room like scaring the shit out of me because i ate I was eating um, bowls and bowls and bowls of Lucky Charms all day oh my God, at work. That sounds delicious. It was delicious. <laughs> it, she brought back so many great things to my life that I had given up. Oh. <laughs> so many great foods. But I didn't. Everything was great. Very healthy. Did they place bets on whether or not you would have gestation? They didn't. Eating? They didn't. They should have. Well, they all would have lost, though. I mean, yeah. every, it was like a like collective thing <laughs> that everybody thought I was going to have it. Did you? Um, I think. I think one of the things that I was like harping on when we talked was probably at the time I I was just really wondering like how people get ready but I think you might have said you didn't you mean like Like having a birth birth? plan and all no we didn't we didn't we did a couple classes at Cedars and I think I was telling you this before like in the couples class like Brian and I were so obsessed with the other couples in there yeah. that we didn't retain any information yeah, for yeah. ourselves. But like we had bits about all the dads and like mean nicknames for everybody. And like we were just vicious <laughs> and, and took nothing from the class. Did not pay attention. <laughs> only what kind did of a jokes. class was it? I think it's like six couples mm. um, at various stages of having, you know, being pregnant or whatever. Did you ever see couples that weren't like hetero? Normal. No, no. Everybody was um, hetero. Everybody was. Yeah. I'm trying to think now. We were making such fun of everybody that I'm like <laughs> trying to remember. I can't really put a face to them when you're just across from them ripping on them all day. So I don't really remember. But everybody was definitely. It was all straight couples. They took it all very seriously. Right. Watch the videos and stuff. And we didn't. We did a, such a bad job. <laughs> So, yeah, everything was like an absolute fucking shock when it happened because we were did very bad in school. We took a cl- another class, too, of like how to diaper a baby, too. Mm-hmm. And that was more bits and more bits in not taking it seriously. What were you guys like in school? I was I was a good student. Oh, Brian were. was not. Yeah. I was a nerd. Yeah, I was really nerdy. I thought I would be nerdy about this and I wasn't. <laughs> I'm sure it was like a mental block or something. Yeah. But I was not. No, well, I you knew. Took you knew no you notes. were going to have a healthy girl, so it didn't matter. I guess so. I guess that was like, I just didn't, um, I didn't read a lot about, I read about the pregnancy, mm. 
and after and not a ton about the birth. Yeah. Okay, so then what happened? Um, sorry, I just have to kill this kid. <laughs> Isn't that what that sounded like? I just I have to kill this kid. I don't think anyone would, be would hear that, but... Oh, it God, just I sound wish, like you're saying oh, that I out of nowhere. A kid was just uh, screaming audience. <laughs> so Lucy was 15 days late. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. So I was very, very past due. Oh, this is one thing I brought up that I should bring up. Mm. So Lucy was due on Christmas. Oh. And um, when I went to the doctor, so I guess that's two weeks before she was born, there was someone else there because my doctor that was going to deliver her was on vacation. And the guy that was there was like, you are nowhere near having this baby in any natural way. I would schedule a C-section, but it's up to you and your doctor. Do what you want. But there is no fucking way in hell you're having this baby naturally. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, my God. And so I just left and I like attributed it to him being a man or something. And I was like, he doesn't get me. And, you know, my doctor will get me. And. I went a week later and she's like, yeah, nothing's happening, but let's give it another week. And I said, okay. So then we went 15 days and she's like, well, we got to do something because this baby can't get any bigger and we, we can't keep going like this. And so she's like, we could schedule a C-section. And I was like, oh, okay, well, now I've heard this twice. So it's starting to kind of make sense to me and I can wrap my head around it. And she's like, but don't you want to try? Ah, <laughs> Don't you want to try? And I'm like, I guess. Is there some shame in not trying? You're certainly making it sound like there is. So I was like, yeah, let's give it a go. Even though everyone was like, no way. So yeah, so that night, so that I went home from that appointment, did not rest like I was supposed to. Mm -hmm. And then at 2 a.m. after that appointment, we checked into the hospital they, now I'm not, now here's where everything gets fuzzy because I don't oh, so know. So when she said, don't you want to try, it was like, sh- we should try and induce first. Yes. Okay. Don't you want to meant- try to deliver it naturally? Okay. Yeah. As natural as possible when you're being induced and, right. you know, every fucking drug in the world's being given to you. Yeah. So yeah, we went in at 2 a.m. They gave me whatever, some pill to like get your. Up your vagina? Yes. To get okay. your cervix. Prostaglandin? Sure. I've, I've learned things in the last couple of yeah, weeks. Yeah, I was going to say, you're going to know so much more about what happened in my body than I do because <laughs> I think you said I that don't. last time we talked. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I'm like, sure, whatever. I, you're the doctor. You know. <laughs> Something to soften your cervix. Yes. And dilate Because that it. thing was not soft. That was, <laughs> hard as a rock. That was hard like as a Like a diamond. Rock. Yes. Yes. There was a diamond up there. <laughs> um, that thing was going nowhere. So they gave me, yeah, the cervix softener. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that didn't work. Then they strip my membranes. That's the only, that's one of the few excruciatingly painful things I remember. Ugh. That was insane. And that was supposed to get something going. It was, but is that, that's basically them stripping the outside of the amniotic sac? I have literally no idea. I'll give it a quick look up, maybe. You may have to look that up. What happens during a membrane sweep? This is a bit like an internal examination and doesn't take long. The midwife or obstetrician puts a finger into the cervix and makes a circular sweeping movement with their fingers. The point of it is to separate the sac surrounding your baby from the cervix and trigger natural labor. A membrane sweep can be uncomfortable and cause some light bleeding, but it also makes it more likely that you will go into labor naturally. 
You should be offered a membrane sweep at your 40-week and 41-week antenatal appointments during your first pregnancy or 41-week appointment if you've had a baby before. If labor doesn't start after this, you can ask for additional membrane sweeps. Interesting. In some cases, your doctor can also gently stretch or massage the cervix to help it start to soften and dilate. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Yikes. Again, I didn't ask nearly enough questions about what yeah. was happening to my body. Maybe you didn't. Maybe you did. You didn't need to. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think I did. She's just like, we're going to do this next. And I was like, okay. That's good. I think I barely knew what was even going on down there. <laughs> I probably like thought I still like peed out of my vagina and yeah. pooped out of my urethra or something. I think I was like completely ignorant <laughs> of everything. <laughs> so I let her do that. She took off a little bit later, checked again, nothing, nothing. Then out came the hook. And she was going to break my water. Got it. I just remember the hook. Nothing technical. Amniotic hook. Yes. That sounds right. I don't remember if I looked this up for you or for another episode. But so. I can't imagine anyone is as fucking ignorant about all of this as I was. No. All you comedy (laughs) bitches are. You're all saying the same shit. We don't care. You're like, I don't know. Get her done. (laughs) I got a show. I got a free show. That cigar smells good. What'd you say? Oh, it does smell good. <laughs> it does smell good. Hmm. If um, you put this, the cigar smell with the scream, people will piece together where we are. Yeah, we, There's a lot of smoking in this You'll part. figure it out by the end of the episode. Yeah, you will. <laughs> in our undisclosed location. Um, um, so they broke the water and then this is the thing that, this is very gross and graphic. <laughs> but when they broke the water, according to Brian, the whole room smelled like an elephant cage is this the thing you were talking about the entire room smelled like an elephant cage he said it was like the most disgusting smell he's ever smelled in his life oh my god he said he was gonna puke in his mouth it was the worst thing ever no and that's when we found out that lucy had taken like roughly a thousand shits inside of that (laughs) inside of that yes so (laughs) like like full shits because she was big you know it's been 15 days late so she had taken like a thousand shits and they were very worried about meconium. Oh, wait, we got a, we got a car coming by. Do, 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 do. Nice. Santana. This is a pretty cool area. We'll let you know at the end. Turn this up. <laughs> um, yeah, so she, they were really worried that she had swallowed a bunch of shit. Yeah. And so the only thing I kind of remember at that time is that there was actual concern. Like they said they would have some emergency pediatricians on call yeah. for the birth. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's the only thing is that I made me scared. If, in the, if the worry is that it's in their lungs or their tum- I think it's in their lungs. Their lungs, I think. Yeah. Got you it. can't. It turns out you cannot have poo in your lungs. Oh. I okay. know. You take it off your bucket list. <laughs> You're, you can't do it. It's not good for you. Fine. Or maybe it's just not good if you have underdeveloped lungs maybe when you have grown lungs you can't have put it back on the list put it back on the list (laughs) Um, 
Okay, everybody, it's finally time to talk about meconium. I've been waiting all my life for this. Meconium is a thick, green, tar-like substance that lines your baby's intestines during pregnancy. It's made up of cells, proteins, fats, and intestinal secretions like bile. Typically, the substance is not released in your baby's bowel movements until after birth. However, sometimes a baby will have a bowel movement prior to birth, excreting the meconium into the amniotic fluid. If the baby inhales meconium into the lungs, baby can have meconium aspiration syndrome, making it harder to breathe because meconium can clog the airways, irritate the airways, and injure lung tissue, and block surfactant, a fatty substance that helps open the lungs after birth. With treatment, most babies with meconium aspiration syndrome get better with no problems. Thicker meconium is more of a danger to your baby. One level is so thick they refer to it as pea soup, both in consistency and because of the greenish shade of meconium. So then, yeah, then I just like, they just started pounding me with Pitocin. Right. I got an epidural. Wait, did they notice that they said the stuff about the meconium and the the shit in the sack because of the smell? No, that Brian right. said that. Okay, they figured we it out deduced, another way. We deduced that I guess when it's just you break water and it's filled with like a not. thousand baby shits, it's gonna not smell great. <laughs> I think <laughs> this, or it's just Brian being cruel. I don't. Either oh. either works. I don't know. Either works. I don't know. We had had it too, but at that point we were like, yeah. so I think that maybe that just was like a dig. Yeah. But then, yeah, we kept going with this pitocin. I had an epidural. I always knew I was going to have an epidural. I was never, ever going to try to, um, you know, gut through it. I was always like, I don't want to feel anything. And then it just kept going. Like the labor just went on and on and on and nothing was happening. And they had to keep giving me more Pitocin. And I was just not making any progress. And so at a certain point, I had been there so long, I needed another epidural. Uh Uh-huh. And there was no one available. Everyone was doing C-sections. All the anesthesiologists were doing C-sections. So she was just like, yeah, I don't have anything. Oh. So And those Pitocin contractions are super painful. Super painful. And at this point, like, they had really amped it up because I, you know, right. once they break that bag, they want you, they want to get you going. Right. So I was, like, really being hit hard with the Pitocin and could get no relief at all whatsoever. And so um, I had to actually feel real labor Ugh. for a few hours. Oh, geez. And I called my nurse a cunt. Oh, my God. I was like, nobody fucking cares about me here. Oh, no. God. Like when that stuff you see in a movie that you think is oh fake, that you're just like, no one acts like that when they're having a baby. I did. I yeah. acted like an animal. I was extremely cruel to the staff of Cedar Sinai. And in general, are you are you a confrontational person? No, 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 no. 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 I would never call someone a cunt. Not to their face. <laughs> Definitely behind their back. Never to their face. It was in, it was so insane. And I thought Brian was going to be really embarrassed and like try to shut me up but he was actually so wonderful and supportive yeah and he's like no she does care about you everyone here does the whole staff all the nurses i do i love you like he was really sweet i was very embarrassing i was i was uh, rebecca krasny said the same stuff and she she also was so mad at them they wouldn't let her go to the bathroom so she peed on the floor <laughs> oh my god i can see that i could totally i can totally understand that instinct i really i get that but i just wonder because i'm like pretty nice person i just i don't know if i would be able to 
You're like in a different dimension, though. Yeah. I can't really say it's you yeah. necessarily, like the you that you know. Right. You're so in your body. You're doing this work that's uh-huh. like so outside of your the way you think yeah. and your brain. Like I wasn't thinking. I was just like really being in this very physical, like guttural right. state. Yeah. Um, and that my it's physical survival mode. Yes. Yeah. And my survival mode is like no room pure for politeness rage. when you're trying to survive. And but some people I think can like go into like a Zen part of themselves and like, but I just, I don't, that part of me doesn't exist. So I was just like raw dog in it being a complete <laughs> psychopath, a complete <laughs> psychopath. And, and finally someone came in and gave me an epidural. It was ours. Ugh. And then after 22 hours of laboring, you know, in and out of feeling it and all these things, my doctor finally showed up, had not seen her for hours. She finally shows up. She checks me. And she's like, "Ugh, we didn't get there. Got oh, a new C-section. God. Oh. So I could have avoided. We didn't get there. We didn't get there. Could have. We got a new C-section. Oh. Could have avoided this whole thing. Could have yeah. scheduled it. Could have slept. Scheduled yeah. it for 9 a.m. Yeah. So I was understandably very upset and then do you feel like you went through with the induction because of the what what she said and how she said it yes 100 percent. wow wow wow. she made me feel guilty for if i had said to her you know i hear you about trying but i'm also hearing that a couple you know c-sections been put out there a couple of times and that seems like a better path i wish i would have just done that i think in my gut i thought that yeah but i was like i was so worried about doing things the right way or the way a mom would do them Uh, or you know whatever the right way is it's such a crazy trap i'm still like that even as a parent i I still go against sometimes what i think because i'm like oh that's not i don't i think other moms would judge me for that so i'm not gonna do that even though it doesn't feel right to me it's weird it is a trap it's definitely I mean, because people it. get trapped the other way all the time when they don't want to have a C-section and the doctors are pushing it and they don't yes. say the same thing. So yes. it's just like, why can't, I don't know. I don't know. Well, and it's such a vulnerable time for you to be making those decisions Right, as and well. you want to trust the doctor because right. they should be looking out for your best interest. They are, but sometimes they, you know, are looking at the clock or exactly money or freeing up a bed you don't see your doctor for like a really long right, time till they so pop in at the end yeah they're not counseling you it's not like anyone's counseling you which is why i understand why people have midwives and doulas because mm. you really if you don't have that you, you spend a fair amount of time alone going through this journey alone yeah or with your partner sometimes or whatever but no one is really there with you advocating for you because they don't know what the fuck they're talking about either so yeah like that, I understand now a dual and a midwife. At the time, I thought having somebody like that would annoy me. That's that was my real thought. I was like, yeah. well, I can't have somebody else in there. I don't know her. I think in my case, if if I do this midwife thingy, I I think the midwife does the delivery though, and a doctor only comes in if there's an emergency situation. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, which is good because they'll be a midwife is going to want you to do it as naturally as possible, and that's what I would like. Yeah, and on your terms. However, you're feeling good about it. Not is, that that's the best way. <laughs> not that it's the best way. No, just it's, my way. Yes, whatever feels right to if you. It, if if it's right in the moment. <laughs> if it's right in the moment. <laughs> whatever, whatever happens, feels good happens. To I'm you. open to what uh, all experiences. That's good. That's no expectations. The best way. That's the best way to go into it. Because yeah. you have no idea what's going to happen. No, none. I think the more you get in a fixed mindset, the more difficult the whole thing can be yeah and the more uh let down and uh disappointment (laughs) right right that you internalize like having low expectations though it's just having 
open expectations? Is that a thing? Realistic expectations? Yeah. Pragmatic? Yeah. I think so. I kind of, yeah, I kind of wish I would have gone with my gut with that a little bit more, but, but whatever. She's here. She's, she's she's here and she ate a bunch of shit. She ate a bunch of shit. And when we, when they wheeled me into the, oh, this is something you should be aware of. When they wheeled me into the operating room, they were blasting John Mayer. Oh, God, yes. It's like really bright lights. And it was just like, your body is one land. And I was like, this is now I want my baby to come in this world. But I didn't know that. I didn't know I could control it or say I hadn't. Again, I hadn't thought of anything. I wasn't just like, here's my birth playlist. Right, right. There's a million things you could think of that I just didn't. I do you think I ever imagined I would encounter John Mayer when I was fucking having a baby? Like, this circumstance was more surprising than the C-section. Oh, my God. I'm like, unfucking believable And you just let it happen. Yeah, because I, I, I mean, the C-section, once I got to that point after 22 hours of labor and, like, two epidurals, I was, like, kind of fucked up. I mean, I was, like, yeah, really tired. I sort of didn't really care about what happened. I wasn't really, like, aware of what was happening at that point yeah so yeah i just let it happen it was really i no one was happy about it doula who she said you can make you know make all kinds of birth plans and contingency plans basically and then if it's a c-section have a c-section plan and you can say if you want music or not in the room you can say I want you to put the baby straight on my chest or all, you know, you can, yeah. you can tell them all of that. And they, I think they kind of have to respect it. I don't know if that's, yeah. no, that makes sense. Yeah. I didn't even think of any of that. I kind of think I thought the birth was, was just sort of like, I almost looked at it as like an errand in the middle of this really cool, like journey of pregnancy yeah. and then being a mother. And then it was like, and then we do the thing where you come out yes. and then we get to get to know each other. But I don't, oh I didn't put enough emphasis on that piece of it. It should be like a little pie with three equal pieces. And yeah. that should have had more attention from me, yeah. but I just was not, I, I don't know why it's probably it something worked, I should though. investigate with a, a therapist. But <laughs> yeah, it was just like, I don't know. I thought I would just go in there and get her done. And yeah. And what did they do after she was born? Did they? So she, after she was born, they did have like a bunch of little doctors dealing with the uh, little with tiny her, doctors. Yeah. Like little ones. They were the size <laughs> of the little poos. <laughs> they were like the little poo doctors. But there was like a little like crew of poo doctors that dealt with the poo situation. It was, I guess, more serious than I thought it was the yeah. meconium thing. So there was like Actually, a couple of people came in and there was sort of a serious conversation. She never was put on my chest. I didn't oh. see her for a long time. Oh. I didn't hear her cry. I didn't. Oh. It was like very tense. Oh. And Brian almost fainted when they held her up. So he, of course, was like, he, he had to recuperate. <laughs> Poor boy. We got we to get our guy to recuperate. <laughs> Old power sperm over there had to sit down and recuperate. <laughs> so we didn't see her for a minute or what felt like a really long time, actually. And then, and then they put her on my chest yeah. as they were like wheeling me out sort oh. of it was weird but it took me it felt like a very long time till I got to see her yeah but she ended up being okay she ended up being okay she was like no poo in there really big baby eight pounds nine ounces yeah. I guess they can get bigger but that seems big enough for me yeah yeah she was just like robust little little chum <laughs> little pal for me yeah so what? I mean ultimately it wasn't terrible it was just not how I wanted it to go, 
I guess. Yeah. But the result was good. Yeah. You yeah. got you got yeah, you I got, got what, what you I wanted. wanted. I got what I wanted. So <laughs> it was good at the end of the day. Yeah. You got your little dream girl. I got my dream girl, yeah. <laughs> and it's all just peaches and cream from, from, from then there. On out. Yeah, from that point on, it's been nothing but easy street, I gotta say. <laughs> oh my god. Emily is the greatest on uh I just love her Instagram because she's just always um I think I said this last time. Keeping it real. You're keeping it real, and it, it, you have a like a curmudgeonly kind of a vibe, and it makes me <laughs> laugh. I, but I know that you guys are a loving family, and Lucy's wonderful. I've met her; she's great. I love it. I love it. It's. I feel I have like a resistance to like sugarcoating any part of parenting. I have like a such a strong like violent resistance to it because there's a lot. I think that's where a lot of women. I think that's where a lot of women get tricked into feeling kind of bad about themselves and and the Mm. job that they're doing is when they see a lot of perfect images of moms just being like, I don't know, you know, we're kind of doing great in this pandemic. We've been snuggling a lot, (laughs) um, a lot of good chats. Uh, I'm just like, what the fuck are you talking? I know that's not true. (laughs) I'm not saying you necessarily have what's going on that I have going on, but these kids are going nuts. Yeah. You're a liar. And you're making other moms feel bad that are having a hard time. Yeah, don't do that. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. yeah that's how I, yeah. I'm the anti-mommer, anti-mom blogger. Yeah. It's just not helpful. No. It's not helpful. But you guys are okay. We're it's great. It's hard. It's very hard. I think that this, you know, Lucy's six and a half and she was, this whole thing started when she was halfway through kindergarten. That was her first time oh. being independent. Um, really independent and like she has her school and her classroom and her playground and her cubby and her her world and she was making friends and she was stretching socially she's an only child so she yeah. really needed that and it, it was such a crucial point in her development I think for it to be sort of kind of halted so Ugh. abruptly so she's definitely had a hard time with it yeah yeah, she was just kind of like, she went from having friends and like a teacher that sang songs to like these two grumpy fucking parents that are just like, I gotta work from home, god damn it! Everybody be quiet in here! Yeah. You know, like How it's crazy. How did you guys balance that, you know, the Zoom classroom stuff and work? Oh, it's crazy. It, it's You still do. We're still, still doing it, yeah. It, yeah. She goes to full-time, you know, Zoom school all day and then I'm like next door Zooming in my room and it's just really loud and really stressful and there's a lot of like whisper yelling going on like I am on a call <laughs> so I cannot help you with that right now there's like so much whisper yelling and then full yelling from her yeah. that it's just like it's it's tense it's a tense it's a tense time I hope it ends soon yeah um does she but sit by herself at the Zoom sometimes in her class? She does. Okay. She did way better. She getting as, better? Yeah, as a first grader, she's doing way better than she did as yeah. a kindergartner. That was yeah. like, it, it's the anti-kindergarten to be Zooming kindergarten. Oh, oh it's so rough. It's not real. But first grade, uh, get down to business. Yeah. It's kind of serious. Yeah. Yeah. Any postpartum stuff? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. That's another. That's another ep. Another episode. We'll, ta- okay, we'll talk when you're in postpartum. Yeah, let's do that. We will. Yeah, that I was. Mean, I that was got, not a good time. We got lots of juice here. Juice. Got a lot of juice on there. We got a lot of juicy, juicy. You got juice. a lot of juicy tidbits. We got a lot of. Poo. We got poo. We got C sections. Yeah. I'm, I use the c word. C word. That's what I needed. Yeah. And we got to hang out in this 
parks is pretty great, right? There are plenty of cars driving by, but that's fine. We could There's probably have gone a tiny bit deeper and it would have been yeah. brighter, but I think this was great. There's a lot of shirtless men, though, the deeper you go into the park. Oh, really? Yeah, and I kind of like to avoid that. Me. It's No, they're shirtless and like all over 60. I wish women could ha- be shirtless. That's what Lucy says all the time. Really? She says it constantly. She doesn't understand why boys get to, quote unquote, be in their nipples and she can't be in be her in nipples. Their nipples? Yeah. Well, I don't either. I mean, what the hell happened that these boobs and nipples had to become so sexual and, and forbidden? I don't know. I always tell her, like, when it comes to running, because that's when she gets the most mad pissed is when she sees guys running shirtless. And she's like, why does he get to be outside playing and he's in his nipples? Is she? Where is she from? This is a a thing about Lucy. She doesn't have that accent. It's the only way Brian and I can describe her. We don't know. This is how we hear her. But she gets really mad. And I'm like, well, when you have boobs... You might not want to run in your nipples. You might want to just like contain them depending on what size they are. Yeah. But maybe there are probably some nipples that are fine to run in. But <laughs> there's some nipples that you're going to want to contain them just because it would hurt to take a run. Right. With your nipples out. Yeah. But I don't know. She feels the same way you do. She's very upset about it. Well, I feel that way in my mind, but I would never. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Only be because able to. only because we're told we're not exactly. allowed to. Yeah. But it's a, yeah. It's a bummer. There's a lot of there's a lot of nipples in my house. There's a lot of like only wearing underwear mm-hmm. exclusively. That has been a pandemic thing. Like you too, Brian too. No, but <laughs> Lucy is definitely clothing optional. Most of, getting her to put like a shirt on and stuff for class is kind of a lot. Wow. Does she let you braid her hair? No, my God, no. I'm not allowed to touch her hair. <laughs> Can't touch it. I had somebody come and cut it because it was okay. getting. To where I felt like the teacher was judging me. Like ah. she just like would be like, "Hey, sleepyhead," oh, over stop. the Zoom and stuff like that. And I'm like, just That's aggressively so say what you're thinking. That's so rude. Yeah. How dare they? So someone cut it, but we still have we haven't been allowed to touch it since it got cut. So it's it just it is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah, she's cool. I it love her. Matter. I love her. Oh, thank you. She's a strong, strong spirit. She is. Yeah. That's, that's why, why she, she was busting out into your dreams. That's right. That's why she told me. She's yeah. like, look, you're going to need me to shake some shit up. Yeah. yeah Mostly yeah. your life. I'm coming. Nothing yeah. you can do to stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Not your like one shitty egg. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I'm yeah, coming. I'm getting into that. Yeah. Thing. I'm in. I am in. Yes. Very true. <laughs> very true. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for repeating everything for me. Thank you for fun. having me. And it was me. So, so much more fun to see you in person. I know. It is so much more this fun. This is better. And I get to see you and Bambina. Or O. Oh. Bambino. If, I, if it's a boy, I will accept it. Do you think it's a boy or a girl? Um, oh, that's really hard. I'm going to stick with my plant answer. Oh, right. Fern. I think it's a plant. Fern. <laughs> I think it's a fern. Fern is cute. Yeah. I don't know if it's my kid's name, though. Okay. But it's very you, cute. You really soured on it very quickly. Oh, God, you came, just, you came really in hot on it. You liked just, it. I don't know how I'm going to figure out the name thing. What, what's your, what's like a, a top boy name and what's a top girl name? Tell you later. Oh, okay. I mean, Because they really might be the contender. Okay. Well, I just, no, here's what it is. Every time I say one that I like, the second someone else says it in a cute way, I go, ooh, oh, I don't want you to say that. Like, I don't like it, hearing it. I. Why does that happen? No, I know what you're saying. We, we named Lucy before she was born. We knew she was a Lucy. I, again, I Did can. Did you tell people that? We told just. 
I think we did tell our family. We did tell some of our friends. We did. And it, for some reason, it didn't bother me. But I have to say, the second we had her, there was an explosion of almost everyone we knew naming their dog Lucy. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. There's like, there's nine improv dogs named Lucy. Well, I have to say that my whole life, every time I, like, I often hear, after I introduce myself, oh, Molly, I had a dog named Molly. Or, <laughs> really? oh, I had a horse named Molly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It doesn't bother me. I like it's it. It's bizarre. It was, yeah. We like the name Molly, too, by the way. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I just like dog names. I don't know. That's, I, we liked Molly, too. That was another name we really liked. <sighs> yeah. We All loved right. it. Well, okay. thank you. I like the name Emily. Actually, I do like the name Emily. Is that on your list? No, but my mom calls me Emily sometimes. Because she used to call me Miss M. Oh. And then somehow it turned into Emily. Oh, I wish it was on your list, though, because I kind of want to get $5 for it if that became the name. Okay, $5 if it's Emily or Fern. Yeah, $5. What if it's Emily Fern? And I, want, and I want a five from the bank, like a fresh five. Okay, sure, sure. But is it like, which one? Which one's the middle name? <laughs> Emily Fern or Fern Emily? Fern Emily, because it sounds like the movie Fern Gully. Remember that cartoon? <laughs> no. Terrible cartoon. Sounds familiar, but I don't think I saw it. You're probably too young. No. Yeah. You're, like a, you're older than me. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, thank you for listening to that riveting conversation. Emily, thank you for doing this interview with me twice. It was so nice to see you in person. Folks, I don't know if Emily wants you scoping out her Instagram, but why not? You can find her at E-R-D-U-B, Erdub, on Instagram. Don't forget, probably no episode next week since I'll be driving and don't have time to edit. So don't get nervous when you don't see an episode posted. If you want the real-time updates over the next two weeks, I'll be posting on the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash spermcast. And you know, maybe you don't want to be conned into becoming a patron. Maybe you just want to become a patron because you want to support the show. I support those intentions, too. You can also support by Venmoing Molly-Hockey. You can also show support by rating and reviewing and sharing the show with someone who might be interested or reposting. Your choice. You have so many options. Okay, I'm out of here. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Spermcast. You can email me at spermcast at gmail.com. You can leave a voicemail or text me at 323-741-1818. If you're interested in fertility consultations, hit me up at my email, spermcast at gmail.com, and I'll send you more information. I love you all, and I'll talk to you soon. Um, You're going to hear this after my ultrasound, but, you know, send positive thoughts into the past for me. (laughs) Okay. I'm gonna go. Bye bye. be bald and bearded, shorter or tall. Funny, smart, love basketball. Gay, straight, black, white. Tiny ass with an underbite. I just need sperm. Sperm cast. An Erios production. Powered by ACAST. 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.